What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the TM Podcast. I'm your host, Chuck, and today I'm reporting live from Hot Girl Summer, and I'm going to give you what's my perfect album full of summer jams. And I'm not talking about what's the best summer jam period or uh, like what, what like what's the song of this summer, what's the hottest song of this summer. I'm talking about a whole album that brings together how summer feels, at least in my opinion. Obviously, this is going to be an opinion-based uh, episode. Everybody's going to have their own, and I encourage you to hit me up on Twitter at Oddcast. TMP, that's O-D-C-A-S-T-T-M-P, and let me know what your choice would be for best summer jam album, and that's one you can put in, press play, and then go get you a plate of ribs or some macaroni and cheese and something, and you don't gotta like skip or, or nothing like that, you just let it roll, and they take you all the way through the summer. So, uh, I'm gonna check back in in a second. If you're listening to this on Anchor, I'm going to put some summer jams, some of my favorite summer jams in this episode, so maybe you can uh, hear the vibe that I go with over the summer, and if that's something that you like, hit me up and let me know. So once again, it's on... Uh, right now it is the 5th of July yesterday was the 4th of July I had to work so I didn't really have a lot of festivities and everything like that but uh, hopefully everybody that's listening had a good 4th of July Uh, (laughs) as kind of a break from you know all of everything that went on yesterday Uh, I just kind of wanted to do like a little lighthearted episode bring everything back to you know what June July and August really mean for people that grew up around the same time as me uh, obviously, my list is going to be different from everybody's list, depending on, you know, what, when you were born or like what era you were in high school or and things like that. So um, don't take what I'm saying as this is the best. This is my best. Uh, this is the trademark perspective on what's the best summer jam album. Hopefully it's something that you guys can agree with. And uh, even if it's not your favorite, like it'll take you back to a certain period of time if you're my age or like around my age, something like that. Even if you're not, man, but like go back and listen to it this summer. You tell me if it if it holds up still. Um, but the reason why I think summer jams are so important, in my opinion, is because when you're a kid, you know, you're in school the whole time, like you. A lot of releases, a lot of good releases come out in fall, like right around Christmas time, things like that. But nothing really has the impact of the songs that play when you're out of school and you're kicking it with your friends. Uh, You go to like, so when I was growing up, we had uh, Teen Center and we would put on dances and everything like that. That's actually where I got my start DJing was at Teen Center dances and to watch the crowd get hype whenever you put on like that specific jam everybody gets up to that's just a special feeling I think for anybody that loves music and the time when you get that the most I would say arguably would be the summer so when I was DJing over summers um, you would try to pick like whatever the hottest song was of that time and for me personally um, it was it had to have a kind of a laid back beat, something you could just chill to. 
um, because over the so over the fall and everything like that, that's like when it was time to get bucked. So that's when I would play like all the, the really wild music. Um, but like I said, I'm an '80s baby. If you've been listening to the channel, you know like I I, I skew older <laughs> for hip hop heads. So I'm not like a young buck like listening to like Lil Uzi or Post Malone or something like that. I mean, I listen to it, but that wouldn't be you know what gives me those memories because I got a job so like <laughs> music like that just made me think of stuff I listen to on the way to work and it just don't hit the same you know what I mean it don't hit the same so um yeah the music you would listen to right before you went outside to go kick it with your friends play sports or do whatever you was doing over the summer um that's kind of you know that for me would take place in the 90s like 92 93 ish um that's probably when i would define that you know that golden era of music uh <laughs> i heard a quote that said that you know whatever music came out when you started hunching that's <laughs> that's like gonna be your favorite music when you first started talking to girls for in in a dude's case probably when you first started like you know, liking the opposite gender or whatever gender you like, uh, that's probably going to be your favorite era of music, because, you know, just being free, falling in love, trying new things, um, everything that happens around that era is probably where you're going to be locked in, like, all this is my favorite stuff, uh, as you grow, obviously, your, t your taste changes and everything, but, um, for the summers when you're young and you're trying stuff out, more than likely, uh, you tell me that's going to be the area where you pick, you know, this this is, you know, what defines my expectation of a summer jam. So just keep that in mind when I, when I reveal what's my favorite. <laughs> um, not saying that I was, you know, grabbing booties or nothing like that when this album came out, you know, I was a late bloomer. <clears throat> so, <laughs> uh, just keep that in mind when I reveal, you know, what's my favorite and then think back, you know, if, if an album or something was your favorite, you know, what was it about that era that made that particular thing pop off? So prior to, to revealing what my favorite is, I'm going to go through a couple different eras, a couple different albums, uh, songs and stuff like that of the summer. And y'all tell me, you tell me, uh, you know, if where my picks land. So if you got a specific summer jam, once again, you know, hit me up and let me know. So starting this summer off, 2019, I think uh, you'd be hard pressed to find a bigger summer jam than Old Town Road, even though it's kind of played out now. Um, now that Lil Nas X has put out his full length EP, um, seven, the seven EP and Old Town Road pretty much ran the summer. I mean, I think I went for like months without hearing that song or without have, going the whole day hearing that song. Um, especially after the Billy Ray Cyrus remix came out. And so, I mean, that song ran the summer and then he put out his, his EP, uh, and it's kind of got a summer vibe to it. I mean, it's a lot of different genres in there. Uh, 
So I, I really feel like he probably has a chance with Rodeo or my favorite closure to kind of keep it going, keep the train going at least through August. Um, but you know, music fans are kind of fickle. Plus there's a lot of good stuff coming out this summer. That's probably the best part about summer. It's like, that's when all the hot music starts coming out uh, until probably November. Uh, but that's probably the biggest song so far. I think for July, probably everybody's gonna back up off the Old Town Road flavor. It'll probably be something different. Um, looking at the Billboard charts right now, even though y'all know how I feel about Billboard. Uh, it's got Khaled with the uh, talk <laughs> as the number one song with like Jonas Brothers and Ed Sheeran and all this stuff for, for right now for the week of July 5th. But, uh, you know, that was, that was a pretty good summer jam. It, it, it went hard, but it didn't go too hard. Um, everybody could kind of get into the groove with it. And I think like that's the quintessential what makes a, a summer jam. Now, uh, probably the hottest summer records I can remember growing up. Uh, these aren't my top, but if I had to make a list, if I made a playlist of albums that you could just put on and vibe to, um, let me see, let me see. I, I'll try to give you ten off off top, just off the top of my head. Um, I was just talking to. Uh, I put it out on Facebook, you know, what what would be your your hottest album? And some of the responses I got back kind of matched what I thought. So, um, my sister-in-law put, uh, she, she has Shorty Swing My Way as, you know, the song. And I said, yeah, the So So Deaf Face All-Stars albums that had dropped, like, when I was younger. There was, there was a period there where the summer and bass music all went together. And I kind of miss uh, bass music. It's kind of a shame like people don't really put that out anymore. Because uh, that was kind of dope. It was like R&B, but then with the Miami bass behind it. Uh, or I guess Atlanta bass, if you're talking about So So Deaf. But uh, there was a period, uh, I forget which year, probably like 93, 94, uh, when Scarred came out from Luke. And man. Scarred was like the hottest. <laughs> that was like the hottest joint. Uh, couldn't understand a word Luke was saying, uh, but that song went so hard. Like you can't, you can't even like uh, explain it. Like that, that kind of led into for the wider audience, in my opinion, kind of led to the bass movement that took over for like the next couple years, probably like '93 to '96 maybe a little bit in the 97 but then once like hard hardcore hip-hop started coming into the picture at least for hip-hop fans uh it kind of pushed that bass back and we never really saw a resurgence of that until maybe crunk music so i would say probably uh if i was gonna go 10 i'd be hard pressed to go between social death bass all-stars number one or number two i'm gonna say number two because it had more more jams on it to me it had the summertime summertime it had freak it um it had a lot of a lot of bops on that one um but then keeping in mind with the same kind of bass theme i feel like you could probably throw on <laughs> the eternal the legendary space jam soundtrack y'all tell me if you grew up if you was born like 1980 1985 
<laughs> you tell me if you can put on the Space Jam soundtrack and not get hype. And I think that's for a few reasons. I mean, obviously you have uh, like some big hits on there, but when you hear the actual Space Jam song, uh, that song goes hard too. So, Social Death, Space Jam, um, my boy Mike put out a whole list <laughs> saying one, he gave me five. Um, but one of them on there was No Way Out. So that's kind of what I'm talking about with the when the hardcore hip hop started coming back out. This is like right after Big died um, and Puff put out uh, No Way Out, which starts off with uh, Victory. And that kind of signaled a change. That was like, now nah, we going hard. Um, it was Biggie versus with the Busta Rhyme hook. And <laughs> like, if you, I mean, you want to set the summer off, right? You want to let people know we're not playing? Um, cut on victory because um, that was that was the real deal. And when that album came out, people were like, you know, what's it going to be like? Puffy can't rap. <laughs> like, he got people writing for him. But I'm going to go through the track list real quick. So you got victory, which I said just set everything off crazy. Then been around the world with Biggie and Mace. Uh, had What You Gonna Do, um, Don't Stop What You're Doing, which is an underrated bot with Lil' Kim. Um, had Young G's, which, go back and listen to that. That's like one of the ones, one that looks like B-sides that people don't really give a lot of props to, but that's like Jay-Z and Biggie back in that era. Um, I Love You Baby, which is Black Rob. And if I was going songs, definitely Whoa. And I Dare You would be two of my Black Rob summertime just straight hits. <laughs> um, all about the Benjamins, obviously. You know, there wasn't a party you could go to where All About the Benjamins wasn't playing. Probably two or three times. Uh, kind of going through uh, the last parts of it. Is This the End? Uh, was dope. I think by the time you get to this part of the album, like it kind of backs off a little bit, but then can nobody hold me down. And for a little bit of <laughs> uh, background info on me, uh, me and my buddy Will used to be like Puffy and Mace. Like we thought we were Puffy and Mace. I think I said this on the show before, but uh, we did a concert for the talent show where. Uh, we did Can't Nobody Hold Me Down. And it was like a whole like theater level production. We had a cardboard cutout, made like a little Bentley. <laughs> uh, we were throwing out PhDs, player hater degrees. I mean, if I was gonna talk about how influential No Way Out was when it came out, I think it kind of paved the way for like a lot of the stuff that Cal is doing right now. Y'all tell me, y'all tell me. Um, Let's see. So I got three down. Obviously, Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff, uh, the summertime single, but that album was pretty dope as well. Uh, it wasn't, I think Summertime was probably the biggest song off of it, and everybody played, like, that was a song, like, your grandpa knew. <laughs> uh, everybody kind of got down to that. Um, yeah, let's see. 
kind of fast forwarding a little bit if we're going to talk about crunk music i would definitely talk about uh, crunk juice from Lil john and the east side boys those are that album was crazy it had like four or five singles on it um but you put those on and it was a party right there like you could play that whole album pretty much front to back um can't leave out east 99 eternal which i'm not sure when that album came out uh, from bone thugs and harmony um but crossroads it was a wrap <laughs> for the summer that that was a joy uh yeah it came out in july 95 so that's definitely a summer album right there you had crossroads you had uh let me see mr bill collector bud smokers only uh taking no shorts no losses first of the month i can't believe i forgot about that um <laughs> the crowd that i rolled with um buddha lovers was the theme song um and i didn't even smoke uh so that's <laughs> that's what's crazy i'm i didn't i'm not saying they didn't but yeah i mean if you're talking about classic summer albums like the, where the whole thing you just press play and go um this was definitely one of those um bone thugs kept it going for a little while like they had the mo thugs compilation and everything like that but i wouldn't really i, I think east 99 eternal is probably like their biggest was their biggest album because i think art of war kind of like made everything more serious it wasn't as funny anymore even though the lyrics for east 99 go pretty hard but art of war was kind of like me playing um let's see more and more some around like i said my boy mike gave me five <laughs> and i don't want to like just take his list for this section but he also had uh miss e uh missy's first album uh, phenomenal album not my number one so you, you'll see what I mean when I when I tell you what my number one is but uh, yeah that album had I can't stand the rain uh, hit him with the heat uh, I'd also throw I'm gonna I'm a double that one up I'm gonna say uh, uh, Missy and or maybe I'm mixing that up let me see uh, Miss E was the f no, that was the one with uh... yeah, that was a different that was a different album. Um, her first one, Super Duper Fly, yeah, that one was went hard, went hard. Um, whatever, anything Missy puts out, and plus shout out to Missy for uh, going into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. I think she was just recently inducted into that. Um, I mean, we talk about behind the scenes, production, writing, arranging, all that stuff. Um, Missy's super underrated. Y'all don't even know. Listen to everything that she put out in that certain period of time when, uh, what was the name of it? I think it was like The Basement. When they were basically running music, I mean, Missy had a hand in all that stuff. So a lot of your favorite artists she wrote for like Beyonce, Lil' Kim, all this stuff. Um, so shout out to her for that. Definitely 100%. Oh man, let me see. If I'm going through 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it a little bit more recent. Um, for if I'm going summer summer albums, definitely I would go with Acid Rap from Chance the Rapper as a mixtape. Uh, I, <laughs> I would put that on and. Uh, no, I'm gonna take that back. Not as a rap. I'm gonna go with Color and Book. If I was gonna go with a Chance to Rap or Summer album, I don't know how many that is. I'm not counting anymore. But uh, that had a song with Drum, which I would give Drum a Summer album too. But I don't remember when it came out. And plus, I don't think people really mess with it that much. But put on Rocky right now. Put it on at a party, <laughs> and you tell me what happens. Tell me if it goes hard or cash machine. But drama's on uh, Color Book, and he sings a song. Uh, and then uh, Chance also has... He's got a good summer song on there. I can't remember the name of it right now. But it's that album, if you go back and listen to that, or that mixtape, I should say. If you go back and listen to that, then uh, that's one that you can kind of put on, on the summer. You don't really got to skip through it I mean Chance is just kind of entertaining on his own anyways and shout out to him because he's about to put out a new album mixtape whatever so can't really wait to hear that um 2019 also I'ma just say 2019 is gonna be underrated for hip-hop music or for just music in general just because they're putting out so much stuff it's kind of hard to keep track with all the dope stuff that already came out um, <laughs> so there, I mean, there's been a ton of good music. I think people might need to space their music out a little bit, um, and let stuff breathe currently. I think that's a luxury also of when I was younger, you know, it was up to the labels. We didn't have the internet like how it is now. So you kind of had to like sit back and wait on the radio to play stuff. And basically whatever got played on the radio was that was the bop that determined your summer jams um, there's a lot of underground stuff like I said before like I'm a, a I was an underground hip-hop head when I was younger now it's just too much music but um, definitely now everything's coming out and like every artist is dropping album after album after album and it's kind of hard for things to marinate and get really big but maybe that's a good thing because you don't have to you're not stuck listening to whatever the album whatever the labels say is dope so there's mixed feelings you know it's a double-edged sword it's either good or bad you know you can hit spotify put barbecue playlists and <laughs> whatever they play they play i get the feeling it'll probably be like a lot of post malone and stuff like that but you know to ease their own that's your jam. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of probably I'd say like the new King of Summer. Uh, I'm not gonna give it to Drake. I know y'all want me to. But I'm not going to. Um, probably the new King of Summer. I would say it's probably like Travis Scott, somebody like that. Uh, even though it's more kind of fall type music, but like you put it on and you just kind of let it play. Not saying all his songs sound the same. <laughs> but uh, you don't have to do a lot of skipping in the Travis Scott album so that kind of makes it perfect for you know the old school like pop a tape in press play you don't gotta rewind you don't gotta skip 
kids these days, man, they don't know the pain <laughs> of having to remember like what number song uh, was on. Because if you had a favorite song on the tape, you had to know the song before it and the song after it. Because you had to know if you went too far when you rewound it <laughs> or fast forwarded it. Uh, and now I feel old. I'm taking a sip of water. But luckily, my favorite pick came out on CD, so I don't have to worry about that, even though I'm pretty sure I had a tape of it. Um, so I'm pretty sure you're done going down memory lane with me right now. I don't know if that was 10. I'm going to go back and count it later. Um, probably wasn't. It doesn't feel like it was 10. But I'm going to give you my top 10 or my top summer jam album for me personally <laughs> subjective uh, best album of all time to just play that gives you the feel of a summertime so I'm gonna cut away for a second and I'll be right back with that top spot set the stage for the reveal the year 1994 and you can't even argue with me there was one song in 94 that went so hard you couldn't go a day without hearing this song um paint a picture for you hottest label in the game at the time were coming off of the chronic were coming off of doggy style a year earlier hottest label in the game death row records now during this period there was a bunch of hood movies that came out and this new movie was coming out called above the rim now, however you feel about Above the Rim, uh, it's a hood classic to me, but it may not be for everybody. Don't matter. It doesn't matter. Because the biggest news for that particular movie was who was doing the soundtrack. And the soundtrack was being done by none other than Death Row Records. You didn't even need the movie, if we're being honest. Who cares what movie is attached to? It didn't matter. Death Row Records, the hottest label in the game, was putting out a compilation album. That's all that mattered. Now, there was one song on that album that took over. And that song was Regulate by Warren G and Nate Dogg. Y'all saw it coming from a mile away. Now, obviously, what I said earlier in the intro, this isn't the hottest song of the summer. This is the hottest album. So Regulate comes out. Remember, Warren G is Dr. Dre's brother, but he's not signed to Death Row. So how they got the song, you know, there's probably a story behind that that people want to know. Because this song put Death Row's project at the top of the charts this summer but Warren G wasn't finished he introduced y'all to G-Funk Dr. Dre had you know what he considered G-Funk but there was a whole different more mellow flavor 
coming from Warren G, his little brother. Now, we'll, we can go back and forth about, you know, who <laughs> who is the doper producer out of both of those. I might have a controversial opinion based on uh, just the, the type of music that I like. But this song, Regulate, people were like, oh, I you know, I don't know what's coming next because this is such a monster. Can Warren G follow it up? Can he make more music like this? It can't be possible, right? This song is, is a hit. So, at this time, I'm like 13, I think, <laughs> when this album comes out. Uh, it's the summer, and the summer just started. So, what I would do every weekend, because I lived in Germany at the time. So, every weekend, uh, they would show Yo! TV Raps. And while Regulate's blowing up on the radio, there's another song that comes out, and it goes even harder. It's like even more in my lane, which is This DJ by Warren G. I don't know why I said DJ like that. This DJ by Warren G was the precursor for the rest of what I consider my all-time favorite summer album, which is Regulate. G-Funk era by Warren G. I know y'all saw that coming, but I'm going to say, go back if you got it, or if you got Spotify or whatever, go back and listen to this album. You can skip the skits. Skits are kind of trash, but not they're not trash, but you know, song for song. Go back and listen to it, and you tell me that this doesn't put you in the summer of 94, doing all kind of hood rat stuff with your friends, well, I'm going to go down the list. Let's go down the list. Do you see what I see every day as Warren G? Obviously, we don't because we're not Warren G. I don't know what he's doing. He's in Long Beach somewhere. I don't see it, but I feel it because the song was out. Uh, Gangsta Sermon is kind of stupid. It's a little skit on there. <laughs> but, I mean, all the skits were kind of funny. They had like Ricky Harris and uh, a couple other people. Uh, after that, you had Recognize featuring the twins, rapping twins. This is 94. Uh, gimmicks like that impressed people back then. It impressed like 16-year-old me or 13-year-old me. Yeah. Um, I went back. I was working out uh, maybe last week and I was listening to this album. This is what kind of gave me the idea for this. And I'm like, man, this song goes so hard. Like, you know, how did I forget about this? Uh, number five. If you were a fan like I was, uh, number five is Super Soul Sis featuring Josh Skills. Which shout out to Josh Skills. I don't know where she's at right now, but on an album full of gangsters, and this is problematic rap at its finest. Uh, <laughs> some of the hardest bars, I'm gonna just say the hardest bars on this album belong to Josh Skills and Super Soul Sis. Go back and listen to that. I'm gonna put that song up against like any of the lyrical giants on this album. Anything that was coming out of, like, the West Coast at the time, Josh Skills was killing it. Shout out to Josh Skills. Um, then number seven, So Many Ways. Now, talking about soundtracks, Warren G had So Many Ways on this soundtrack, but also, or on this album, but So Many Ways also was on, a remix of it was on the Bad Boys 2 soundtrack. So shout out to him for getting <laughs> the them Hollywood checks uh, off the same songs. <laughs> Uh, number eight, 
on that album was uh, this DJ, which I already said. If you, I don't know if it's on, it's probably on YouTube, but go go on YouTube and watch the video for this DJ. Uh, the effects that he was using at the time, um, basically like he's stepping from one scene into another scene. There's been a, a couple other videos that have done like that same kind of concept, um, but I think his was probably like the first time that I saw something like that. Uh, watching the video, hearing the song, everything kind of blew my mind at that time um, I was, when I was younger and it was easier to impress me. Number nine, this is going to clean y'all's clock right here. This is The Shack. Go back and listen to that song and tell me that that is not The Summer Jam. Probably better than uh, Summertime in the LBC, which was uh, Dove Shack, who's also on this song. Um... I think what's, what's kind of weird about Warren G's album is that it's very much like a compilation album because the people that sing like, like Warren G will drop like one verse or something like that, but he doesn't overpower the album, but he had like a whole crew of people behind him, um, kind of like in the way that The Chronic was. Like this is kind of like a sister album to The Chronic, I would say, where the producer kind of like does his thing. But I think Warren G, his presence is felt more on this album, if that makes sense. Because uh, The Chronic was kind of like, this is Death Row. It was, it was like a Death Row compilation album. And there was no uh, question about that. That was the <laughs> uh, No Limit All-Stars for Death Row. Um, it was like, here's this is all a Death Row. We're coming out on The Chronic. And I think all The Chronics have been that way. Um, but this one kind of had Warren G's fingerprints on it more. Um, <laughs> so after this is the shack, what's next? Now, I'm going to say that for this song, I think this song, uh, the last three songs on the album, I'm pretty sure Warren G was like, I got to turn this in, so I'm just going to freestyle everything, and I'm going to tell you why. What's next has an intro on it where Warren G says, what's next, what's next, what's N-X-E-T? Now, I went to a government school. <laughs> so my spelling is not that great but I'm pretty sure next is spelled N-E-X-T but here's the crazy part the album was recorded he had ample time to go back and switch those two letters he didn't have to put it out like that like this ain't now where you're rapping live on YouTube or like Mo Bamba or something like that where you're recording on the laptop and you don't got time to change it you're just leaving stuff in he had plenty of time to fix it other people heard it and nobody said hey man that's not how you spell next but it goes hard anyways because it came out in 94 it's 2019 25 years later i'm still talking about it so you know there you go that's the the power of not being able to spell <laughs> a four-letter word doesn't matter to the song the song still goes hard um and you don't stop again uh this is warren g just going off the dome not the best rapper um, but his beats went so hard that he could introduce himself 25 times in a verse, which is exactly what he does. Uh, <laughs> it's one to the jiggy jiggy G. He introduces himself like 20 times in this album. Uh, I'm not talking about bars, man. I'm talking about the feel. I'm talking about you put this on and get the party going. And the last song to me, or the last song on the album, uh, which is to me the hardest song on the album. Uh, probably one of the most underrated posse cuts uh, in my collection. Like if you if you ask me to do a list of posse cuts, running with no breaks, the last song on uh, G Funk 
would be right up there. Uh, I'll probably have a few y'all wouldn't listen. Y'all wouldn't remember uh, a few sleepers, and maybe I'll do that that episode later. But running with no breaks. Once again, Josh Skills comes back and murders this track. It's her with uh, Bo Rock from Dove Shack, uh, G Child, which is uh, I'm pretty sure. I never confirmed it, but I'm pretty sure G Child is a Warren G. Y'all tell me. We're gonna we're gonna solve this mystery. Uh, <laughs> and the twins, which uh, the the next year the twins and Dove Shack will put out their albums. Warren G kind of kept the legacy going, so it's the twins conversation and. Uh, Summertime in the LBC, or This is the Shack, which is the album. I think that's the name of the Shack's album. Both excellent. Uh, the Twins, I'll probably play more like in the fall, in the spring, something like that. I probably wouldn't pop it on in the summer. But uh, Summertime in the LBC, another big monster coming out of the West Coast. Um, so that's my, that's my number one Summertime Summer Jam album. Y'all tell me if you agree. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I should have prepared more and did like a whole list, but I didn't want this to sound like I was just reading stuff off. Um, so hopefully, you know, that's something that you guys can go back. If you haven't listened to it or haven't listened to it in a while, maybe that'll take you down memory lane a little bit and you can check out some of the sleepers that were on this album. But I, I was just working out to it and I didn't skip a song. I skipped the skits. Um, <laughs> 2019, those skits don't really, uh play out too well i think they're kind of classic for the time but it kind of just goes to show you know how problematic music was back in those days not to get all sjw on y'all but uh they were they were a little wild so again y'all tell me that's my number one g-funk or regulate g-funk era by warren g show everybody thanks for tuning in once again it's your host chuck hit me up on twitter at iCast let me know what your favorite jams of the summer are and like i said if you listen to this on anchor uh doing a few tunes for y'all to, to jam out to um let me know hit me up interact with the show um if you enjoy it hit me with some feedback uh make sure my levels are good my levels are good <laughs> Uh, and hopefully everybody had a good 4th of July yesterday, uh, keep the summer rolling, keep the heat going, take a vacay, take time for yourself, treat yourself, self-love, that's what it's all about, and there's no better time for self-love than the summer, get out there, (laughs) live it up for, uh, 2019, which is the summer of the hot girl, according to my Twitter, I'm not really sure what that means, uh, Uh, I might be too old for a hot girl summer. Can, can I even do? I should be able to do a hot girl summer. Um, it's just hot here uh, up in Illinois. So uh, everybody uh, pop off, get it going, keep it lit, whatever the kids saying these days. And uh, <laughs> thanks for spending time with me. Hit me up. Uh, let me know if you like the show. And y'all be easy, be good to each other, and enjoy the summer. <laughs>